I'm Frank Garza, and welcome to Here and Abroad, a podcast that follows the U.S. men's national team and their player pool across MLS, Europe, or wherever else they play their club football. Leeds United lost to West Ham on Sunday, which left them in the relegation zone with one more match to play. They're currently two points from safety, which means if they want to avoid relegation, they'll need a win and some help in the final match day this Sunday. Of course, there's a lot of American interest in Leeds this season. An American Jesse Marsh started the season as their manager, but was fired in February. Three American players, Weston McKinney, Brennan Aronson, and Tyler Adams, have logged significant minutes with the team this season. And I've been curious what the folks in Leeds think about this American contingent and the impact they've had on the team. So I reached out to Joe Donahue and invited him to join the show today. Joe is a Leeds United journalist with the Yorkshire Evening Post, a daily newspaper out of Leeds. He's also the host of the Scouted Football Podcast, which focuses on under-23 football. Joe, welcome to the show. Hi, Frank. Thank you for the invitation. I'm glad to be on. We'll talk about some of the, the Leeds boys. All right, so we've got Everton with 33 points, and then both Leicester City and Leeds with 31. Two of those three teams will be officially relegated this Sunday. What do you think Leeds' chances are of, of not being one of them? Um, I saw it described as um, 3% chance, 97% hope because the, you know, the, the guys at Opta, they sort of calculated the, the likelihood and um, they think or they, they predict that their leads have a, a 97% chance of going down, which it, it's hard to say it isn't deserved at this point, really. I think they've, they've gone seven games without a win. That's not really the, uh, the type of form that you want to be putting in when you're faced with a relegation battle. Yeah, and so what what do you think? I mean, they obviously need to win, first of all. And then I know that there's some like goal differential they can play in here, but what would be most helpful is if, you know, Everton lost and um I guess Leicester City didn't win. What do you think is the least likely of those scenarios? Uh I mean, I think the I think the least likely of those scenarios is that that Everton lose. I I just think that at home, Goodison Park against Bournemouth, who are safe. They weren't expected to be safe. You know, they were, they were one of the teams that was heavily tipped to, to be relegated. I think Everton are, are going to really have the bit between their teeth and it could be a bit problematic for, for Leeds. You know, if, if Everton go 1-0 up because of the, the goal differential, as you mentioned, even if they draw uh, and Leeds win, they need, to, they need to win by three or four goals. To, to stay in the league so um, you know as soon as that news begins to filter around Ellen Road you know if Everton do score first that could just be like a pin to the balloon and do you are you expecting Leeds to do anything different this Sunday in terms of tactical maneuvers lineup changes versus what they've been doing the last couple of weeks I don't expect them to do too much different um, they might not be able to to start Patrick Bamford he was um, substituted during the first half the defeat to West Ham, he um, he picked up a hamstring issue, so I don't think he'll be available, or at least based on his injury history, you know, he, it's very rare that he does pick up an injury and then is able to play the following weekend. Tactically, I think they're probably going to play very much the same, you know, four three three in possession, maybe four five one out of possession, uh, or four four two. You know, Sam Allardyce isn't the type of manager to to you know go completely off off piste with a. A real big tactical shakeup, um, a la Roberto De Zerbi, for example. Um, so uh, I think we can probably expect much of the same. But obviously, the the big hope is that um, it's not much of the same in terms of the scoreline and the and the result. Well, it's going to be fun to watch. So 
here in the U.S., the, all three of those matches are going to take place at 10.30 a.m. Central time, uh, Everton's at home against Bournemouth, Leeds home against Tottenham, and, and Leicester home against West Ham. So going to be an exciting, exciting day. Let's move on and start talking about these American players that are playing for Leeds. And I'd like to start with Weston McKenney because he's he's getting the most minutes, you know, right now. What's your thoughts on on his performance this season and the impact that he's had on the team? I think, you know, he came in at a difficult time. You know, the team weren't winning matches um, and he came in at the end of the, the January transfer window. They did need a midfielder. Whether they needed the type of midfielder that Weston McKennie is, is is a different question altogether. And then, since he has been in the team, uh, the injury to Tyler Adams um, has has meant that that McKennie has to fulfil a bit of a different role than he was probably signed for, and probably what he's best at. So it's been a difficult time for him. Um, you know, it's been a difficult time for the team in general. You know, uh, I think it was a week a week or ten days after McKennie joined that Jesse Marsh was was sacked. So. You know, as as much as you know, the club might might say that he was a player that they'd tracked for some time. You know, there was obviously that very obvious synergy between Marsh and McKenney, which was never able to get off the ground. And since then, there's been uh, Michael Scubala in caretaker charge, then Javi Gracia, and now Sam Allardyce. So, you know, he's he's played under three or four different coaches, and it's it's not ideal circumstances for for somebody who's just getting used to the league. What was your initial thoughts when he? did come on loan were you excited about it what what was the feeling around the, the fan base or did they think it was you know a little bit of a, a stretch signing him i mean i wouldn't say they thought it was a stretch um you know the, there was there was a bit of a bit of excitement i think it's fair to say uh because he's a you know he was, he'd been playing in the champions league with juventus but looking from from sort of my perspective you know juventus were quite keen to to get rid um and quite keen to offload which the the cynic in me says is probably the type of player that you don't want to to be signing unless they are you know quite clearly a player who's going to fit in very well with the, the style that you want to implement now if that was the case to then sack Jesse Marsh a week or 10 days later you know that's you've got to be asking questions it's it's all been it's been a season of upheaval and i think McKenney has been sort of caught in the crossfire of it a little bit um, you know, he's become a little bit of a lightning rod for criticism, even though that, you know, he's not, he's not always the worst performing on the team, but there have been games where he's maybe not been at the, the level required that, that Leeds fans might expect, you know, he's, he's quite a languid player or is that, that's the way that I'd describe him sort of having seen him previously for Schalke and for Juventus. Um, even, even just the way that he runs, doesn't mean he's not effective, but I think to to a lot of supporters that can be misconstrued as maybe a little bit of laziness or he's maybe not um he's maybe having fitness issues or whatever. I don't think that's the case because he does play 90 minutes every week and you know if he was struggling fitness-wise he wouldn't be doing that. Um and he wouldn't be relied upon by several different managers. But yeah, as I say, he's kind of become a bit of a lightning rod for criticism, um which is not it's 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 not entirely his fault. Right, right. Okay, so you you've shared some of the, I guess, complaints of of fans and people watching some of the things they criticize them for. What about? Are there things that the fan base seemed to like about him or liked originally about him when he showed up? I, I think they liked the reputation that he was somebody who was a, a U.S. men's national team player, 
um, that he had a, a an already very good existing rapport with with Brendan Aronson and, and Tyler Adams. That was that was obviously a big positive, and I imagine that was one of the reasons why he was brought in. And I, I do think that his ball carrying ability is good. It's just that in this team, it, it it isn't able to to be accentuated. You know, he's as I said earlier with with Tyler Adams getting injured, he's had to play a deeper midfield role because the squad just isn't equipped to deal with Adams's you know absence. So he's had to do a lot more defensive work. He's had to adapt. Um, and you know that that's never been his forte. So it's it's been it's been difficult to to draw on positives. I think if if you were a fan of Leeds, looking at it more objectively, I think you know you you say, well, you know, this is not his mess. He's simply a you know he's 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 a symptom of of something else. So yeah, I think I think you know to begin with there was that excitement that that sort of made way and uh, has now become sort of a little bit of well, I think probably best if we both part ways at the end of the season okay let's go to brendan aronson what have your thoughts been about him uh his performance this season and and the impact he's had on the team well brendan started uh really really well um he came into the team looked really sharp um it went down as an own goal but i mean for for all intents and purposes he scored on his debut uh, against wolves at ellen road um you know the perfect start that's exactly what he would have wanted uh, and then in the next home game i think it was against chelsea you know every, everybody knows about aronson's pressing you know he's he's relentless he's he's like a little duracell energizer bunny um <laughs> and you know fans really really got on board with that straight away um even before he arrived looking at sort of the the pressing statistics and that obviously chimed with you know Jesse Marsh's style of football. He got another goal against Chelsea, charging down Edward Mendy, the the Chelsea goalkeeper. And you know it, it wasn't the the finest of finishes because it was simply a tap in, but it was um it was another another feather in his cap in what was a, a good start to the season. And then you know much like McKenny, you know his his Aronson's. I mean he's still a very young player, and you know young players typically do tend to have you know peaks and troughs in their performances over the course of a season. I think that the struggles of the team have, have have affected the the way that Aronson plays and and sort of the perception of him. You know, he's he is he is a very he's a flyweight of a player for for want of a better term, but used properly used I don't know used in a system which which accentuates his his strengths. He's 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 a valuable player. It's just that in this current iteration of the Leeds team, and believe me, there've been several iterations of what this Leeds team is this season, which is part of the reason why they are where they are in the table. It's he hasn't he hasn't been playing as regularly under Javi Gracia and, and under Sam Allardyce because you know apart from that that early start and the the, the two goals or the one goal and the the one own goal that should have been his, he hasn't contributed loads in terms of sort of goals and assists. And you know it's a it's a very binary way of looking at a football player, but there became a, the perception that whenever he did come off the bench, he's kind of looking for fouls rather than trying to find the killer pass. And yeah, it's it, he's been I think he's been branded maybe a little bit unfairly at times um, because there are merits to his game, but I think he's been branded a little bit as as lightweight um, for the, for the Premier League. Yeah, you mentioned this. I think you said in, Energizer Bunny, you know, type of movements. I think I've heard him described. I think by Weston McKenney as kind of a gnat, you know, that just yeah. you know won't won't go away. Is that what the fan of of the positives? Is that the the thing that fans did seem to appreciate most about him, or or are there other things? 
I'd say, yeah. I mean, one, one thing about Leeds fans is that they really, really prioritise effort and, and application. And um, he, I mean, the the way that he hairs around the pitch is something which you're always going to get applause for when you do, you know, generate high turnovers, for example, and win the ball back in, in the final third. And as as with football fans, as with, you know, supporters of any club, you know, when the team's doing well, even the players who are maybe just doing okay, they get praised above probably the level that they're playing. And then when the team's not doing well, they get criticised probably above the level that they are playing. So it's, again, as I say, you know, it's it, it, that aspect of his game, that the pressing, that the hassling, you know, you can't really, you can't criticise because it has been spot on. It's been exactly what he was signed to do. It's just the 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 end product at the, the other side has maybe been a little bit lacking, which to be fair on reflection, in a team that is going to be near the bottom of the table and, you know, he's 21, 22 years old, playing in the Premier League for the first time, it's probably to be expected in a way. So maybe you could lay lay the blame for, for that at, at, at the door of the decision makers who, who decided to sign him and maybe not somebody else who was better equipped to, to deal with, you know, heavy challenges and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it did seem like, you know, from from my end that there was a lot of excitement around him at the start of the season because he did score those goals and play Mm. so well. But then it just seemed to kind of steadily kind of tank tank off to the point we are we are right now. What about Tyler at Tyler Adams? Um, Okay, so he's been out a couple of months uh, with injury now. But how would you describe his performance up until the point, you know, he was playing and, and the impact he was having and maybe is having on the team now that he's that he's not there. I mean, the first thing I'd say about Tyler Adams is that he's he's a born leader. Um, he's he's somebody who I, I was very very unsurprised when he was given the captaincy for for the U.S. men's national team ahead of the World Cup. You know, he's he's somebody who, if he had played over the past two or three months, which is really unfortunate for Leeds that he hasn't. Um, if he'd played, I don't think they're in the position they are now, which is the a, a reflection of the. The, the influence that he has on this team you know he's he's a just the, the amount of defensive work that he gets through especially in a team which predominantly under Jesse Marsh you know gives up the ball quite a lot but then also is very aggressive in trying to win it back he's he's really really effective in that style of play and essentially what i was saying about McKenney earlier you know if you adopt a system or a, a way of playing that that plays to your player's strengths then you'll end up with lots of Tyler Adamses because he he's he, this season has been the you know possibly one of the better debut campaigns in the Premier League that I've seen from from a you know a player under the age of 24 23 because he has been you know just relentless um in his performances and it, that's why it was such a such a blow to Leeds when he did pick up that hamstring injury and then required surgery on it because it became clear quite quite early on in that period that he probably wasn't going to play between now and the end well between then and the end of the season and as as a result they've had to deploy McKenney there they've had to deploy Mark Rocker there more recently they've played Robin Cock a central defender there there hasn't really been a, a natural fit to replace him uh, or replace the the influence he has but i mean can't fault his attitude can't fault his application can't fault his performances it'll just be a, a crying shame that if Leeds are to go down you know you, you probably couldn't realistically expect him to stick around in the championship as as the captain of, of his country yeah I mean he uh I mean even with the U.S. men's national team when he's not there 
it's a very noticeable disruption mm. in how the team plays and they have to set up a little bit different tactically. And so I uh, definitely get that from, from the fan base perspective, when you kind of just hear fans talking about Tyler Adams, what are, what are some of the things they like best about him? And maybe are there, is there anything that they uh, complain about with regards to him or wish they saw more of from him? I mean, if, if I was going to start with complaints, cause there are so few, um, <laughs> The, the I mean I, I can't really think of too many you know maybe some some supporters might have wanted a bit more expansive football from him at times but if you ask that of him then do you lose something on the defensive side potentially and the the defensive stuff that he does get through is is considerable so you know it, what, what fans love about him is he's just he never stops you know he he understands what it means to to you know represent a club with with a rich history of, and, and a rich history of of, I mean, it's it's probably a little bit toxic masculinity wise, but you know, of a rich history of of hard men, um, who who really compete and and put their their body on the line. You know, the Leeds mantra is side before self. You know, you play for the name on the front of the shirt rather than the the one on the back. Um, and Adams definitely gets that. At least he he either talks a very good game, but he also walks the walk in in terms of that as well. So he's he's a as I say, he's a born leader. And you know, if Leeds were to have to have remained in the Premier League, um, then I could have seen within a year maybe him uh, replacing Liam Cooper as the club captain. But obviously, if if he decides to to move on elsewhere, or if Leeds receive an offer, which means that they have to sell, you know, he, I I don't think any Leeds fan would begrudge him going elsewhere. Of the three, would you say he's the the fan favorite? Yeah, 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 definitely. I think oh, across the entire team, he's probably the fan favorite um across the entire know, team I, th- I think he's got a very wow. very strong very strong case for being player of the season um wow because uh, you know as i mentioned you know the influence that he has is so considerable that the this this drop off in form um that they've had recently the inability to hold a lead which has been so so crucial to to their league position at the moment you know going one nil up in a, in a game and then conceding minutes later that aspect, I think, will really hit home um, when you when you know people look at the the games that that he's missed and the results that they've acquired or or not acquired in those games. Okay, so you mentioned, um, and that's that's great to hear. By the way, you mentioned the future of of a few of these guys. You know, as we've been talking here, and that's where I'd like to go next. Is you know, what do you what do you think is the future of these three and their chances of um, playing for Leeds? next season whether it's well i guess it depends on some of it might might depend i'd just like to hear your thoughts on on where you think they stand now i think a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago the discussion around mckenny was if leads stay up they'll probably exercise their option to buy with for around 30 million pounds or 35 40 million dollars and that would be you know a, a good bit of business because it would uh, supplement an area of the pitch where they they really haven't had many players in recent seasons now I think it's probably more the case that regardless of what happens, certainly not if they get relegated, regardless of what happens, I think McKenney will go back to Juventus or or you know move on elsewhere once the the season is done. You know he he hasn't arrived and become a fan favorite. It, there's there's not really a big a big push from the fan base for him to be to be purchased, and thirty million it's probably not a good piece of business if you are dropping into the championship. Aronson, a bit more difficult because obviously he is contracted to the club. He's not on loan. 
I do think, you know, that while he has struggled in the Premier League, you know, the, with the physicality, you know, the championship will be rough and tumble. But I, I, I just think that part of me wants to believe that he would be able to find those pockets of space in the championship if he did stay at Leeds and really put together a, a promising second season. Because I think he would have put together a promising second season in the Premier League anyway. It's just that, you know, the, the first year has gone the way it's gone. So there's always the possibility that, you know, an international player, potentially a high earner, the club might look to to offload if an appropriate offer comes in. But as I say, you know, he's got a long-term contract, so that that remains to be seen. And and Tyler Adams, I'd, I'd love to see Tyler Adams play in a Leeds shirt once again, even if it's just in a pre-season friendly. Um, you know, he's... <laughs> he's I mean he's he's great to, to speak to he's great up close he's got a very good tactical knowledge and yeah I, I do think though that there will be clubs who who will look for for a player of his quality and say that well we'll, we'll take advantage of the fact that Leeds have been relegated probably won't cost market value probably a little bit below and they'll they'll test Leeds's resolve with with an offer yeah you mentioned how he's good to speak to Tyrant is good to speak to you know, you're somebody who covers this team daily, has the chance to, you know, interview the players and get a closer look than, you know, most of us do. And I'm just wondering, you know, from your time doing that, is there anything you can share around these three players that help us get a better sense of maybe like uh, their personalities or a quirk or something you've seen or how an interview has gone that, um, I don't know, we just might enjoy hearing about? Well, I mean, Tyler Adams is is really engaging. Um, so even when the microphone is off, he's he's very very um, very talkative, very friendly, which you don't always get with players. Sometimes they're a bit apprehensive. Um, sometimes they kind of just want to get in and out, do their media duties, and and get away. But no, no, Tyler was really really engaging. It seemed like a really nice guy, and he, he has quite a penchant for for, for fashion as well. Um, he's he's worn. Some of the some of the, some of the more interesting outfits at Leeds this season. Um, there was a, <laughs> I see him after an, the game sometimes walking yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, he's he's on the pitch uh, after after the game. What's well since he's been injured and he's wearing you know uh, 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 a duster sort of jacket or a, or a uh, and you know a fine piece of a fisherman's jumper, a fisherman's knitwear jumper or something like that. And yeah, the, the fans really seem to to buy into it because they like what he does on the pitch. So. You know he's he's entitled to do what he likes off it, and yeah, he seems seems as though he gets it. The the sort of the the English football culture, I think he understands as well. Okay, so you know, you and I have just spent twenty thirty minutes here talking about just these three American players, you know, at Leeds, and I'm sure I'm not the first that's wanted to have conversations like this with you, and and. And I'm just curious about what what you and folks at Leeds think about, you know, all this American interest this season in the team and whether that's, you know, been a positive or negative experience for you and the fans. I think it's you have to look at it as a positive. You know, Leeds spent 16 years out of the Premier League since the last time they were relegated in 2004. And, you know, while they obviously weren't forgotten on the, the, the national scale because they're such a big club here, you know, globally... You know, obviously you have the, the supporters who are from Scandinavia or from other parts of the world. You know, they, you know, it, it's nice to, 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 for the club that you cover to not be forgotten about and to be, to be, you know, so popular in the United States. I think you have to look as, look at as a positive. I mean, certainly the club will from a, from a commercial perspective, 
but it's you know it's good to see you know in in my mentions on Twitter sometimes you know um, you know um, American Leeds fans who you know get up at the early hours to watch the early kickoff or something and it's it's nice to have that that community feeling that community aspect. Unfortunately, it hasn't really gone apart from Tyler Adams. It hasn't gone perfectly, shall we say, for for the other members of the American contingent. But yeah, I think you know there's some sometimes that happens. It's football, but I think. If the if the the American Leeds fans do stick with the team and they keep following them, I think they'll be they'll be reassured that there'll be good times again. And what one thing about this club is that when the good times are here, the the fan base really really get together and get around it, and it's a, it's a great place to be. So the one person we haven't talked about is Jesse Marsh. Um, I know he's long gone, but uh, how much of the I don't know. How much how much ire does he draw from fans or blame in terms of Leeds being in this position, you know, right now? I mean, I mean, what what I'll say about Jesse, I'll preface with the fact that he's he's a really really lovely guy, um, really nice to be around. Understands the importance of you know a manager's quotes to the press. You know, if if you give one word answers or one line answers, then you're not going to be very popular in the press room. But he was you know very effusive perhaps to to his fault um at times when a more concise answer would have would have sufficed but he was he was a really really engaging guy very similar to to Tyler Adams in a way and i mean the the enduring positivity that he has i can see exactly why that is his his mantra and his outlook but sometimes i think the fans maybe wanted a little bit of realism you know there were a few a few times where he you know commented that a defeat felt like a win or you know, declaring, you know, we're not in a relegation battle when the reality of the situation was very different. But I think he was well-intentioned, very well-meaning. Just, I think that his style of football is is predicated on having a better squad than the vast majority of your opponents. And Leeds don't have a better squad in terms of quality and talent than the rest of the Premier League. So found it difficult. Um, I do think it was the right decision for, for, for the club to part ways with him. Again, this is the, the the reason that Leeds are in this position is not exclusively Jesse's Jesse's fault. It's um it's it's a a combination of of several things. And again, much like you know Weston uh, McKenney, it's you know he's 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 a symptom of of something something bigger. Any rumors you're hearing on who the next head coach might be could be. Of of Leeds or the U.S. of Leeds of Leeds of Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's plenty of rumors about about the U.S. But um, just I know it's still early. I know a lot of it's going to depend on you know whether they get uh, relegated or manage to survive. But just curious if there's any names floating around that you've heard. Well, I think they'd like to appoint Graham Potter uh, if they stayed up, but I think that's quite unlikely. I mean, in terms of staying up, I think is unlikely. Never mind luring him to to Ellen Road. But uh, if even if they were relegated, I think they might try to to get somebody like Brandon Rogers, who obviously didn't have a great season at at Leicester, but you know is still highly regarded in in coaching circles here. Um, failing that, I think they might look again at uh, Andoni Iraola from um, Rayo Vallecano in La Liga. He was on the shortlist to replace Jesse Marsh when he was sacked in February, but ultimately they weren't able to get a deal done. So, um, yeah, a few names floating around, but. I mean, while Sam Allardyce is, is still in the job for another, well, couple of days <laughs> at least, then, yeah, uh, it's it's all conjectural at this point. Right. Well, Joe, thanks again for joining the show. 
before I let you go, could you please just uh, share where people can find you if they want to you know, see some more of your work or learn more about you and, and then please share any final thoughts that you have? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, thank you very much for, for the opportunity to come on and, and speak to, to your listeners. Um, I hope that I hope that I've provided some insight, if not, um, if, if, if nothing else. Uh, they can find me on, on Twitter at Joe Donahue or at uh, the Yorkshire Evening Post, uh, which is the local paper that, that I work for and write with. And yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a Leeds fan listening and you're following, it's not, it's not been the, the best of times the past two years, but I think um, hopefully in, in 12 months time, there can be a, a team that Leeds fans can be, can be proud of and, and can really get behind. Thank you, Joe, and good luck on Sunday. Thanks, Frank. And thanks to everyone for listening to Here and Abroad. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a fellow USMNT fan. I'm Frank Garza, and I'll be back next week with a new episode.